I was even helping nurses by offering them exercise tips in between surgeries. Like, I was in a pretty bad place. I was fighting for my life and to save my leg that I could still be of contribution. I could still have a purpose and be of service. And that is what is coming up on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. Now, here are two powerful words to change your life. What if? What if you do have what it takes? What if you can design your life? What if your crazy dreams do come true? You are here because you have a dream. You have a fire in your belly. You want to change the world and you want to lead the charge in the post socially distant era. The big question is this, how can ambitious people like us build our dream lives? This podcast gives you the answers. We have created the perfect community of the world's best minds who want to get things done. Survive and thrive in this uncertain world. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. All right, very uh, huge uh, welcome uh, everyone um, to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams. Uh, today I have a very special guest, Amberly Lago. And uh, Amberly, uh, she has uh, such an inspiring story. So she started her public speaking career after her life was deeply altered and her world was completely changed in May 2010. Uh, she was riding her motorcycle in uh, Woodland, uh, California. She was hit by SUV and down 30 feet down a busy street. Her right leg took the brunt of the impact and was crushed almost beyond repair. Despite an arduous recovery process, being a formal professional dancer, athlete, fitness trainer, she was determined not only to save her leg, but her career, her dreams, her dignity. And after a lengthy hospital stay and 34 surgeries, doctors were able to fuse her leg together and repair her severed femoral artery, despite the 1% odds of saving it, 1%, and the initial recommendation to amputate. Amberly is nowadays a well-known public speaker whose message is inspiring, relatable, and plenty of motivation and resilience. Amberly has become the best-selling author of her book, uh, True Grit and Grace, Turning Tragedy into Triumph. Amberly has been applauded by several audiences for her conferences as well as for her book, and she was most recently uh, featured on NBC's Today Show, Hallmark, TEDx, Good Morning Lawland and contributed to magazines such as Shape, Health, Disability Magazine, and Fit Pregnancy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Amberly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I think sometimes um, when I hear someone say my story, I'm like, oh, yeah, I went through a lot. But, you know, I think so many of us are going through so much right now in today's world. So my sincere wish is to really share any tips and tools that I've learned along the way to not only give people some hope that things can get better, but also really some tools to implement into their life so they can kind of shift their perspective and um, focus on the good. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. So uh, tell us a little bit about that uh, period. You know, if, I know it's it, it may be painful to go back, but 1% chance of resurrection. And how did you have the, uh, you know, the presence of mind and the clarity and, and, the, and the faith and the belief that, you know, no matter what other people are saying, 
you are going to make it right and you're going to get through this how did that happen what was going on in your mind at that time? well you know i think that's the the miracle of hope is that you only need that one percent chance and for me that's all i needed was when they told me you've got a 1% chance of saving their, your leg. There's basically nothing we can do for you. Your leg is, it's like a war wound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely crushed. Your femoral artery severed. There's just no way we can save it. You've got a 1% chance. And I said, well, then there's still a chance. Mm-hmm. And so I hung on to that 1% chance. And that is what got me through a surgery and then I would have a day of recovery and then a day of surgery and a day of recovery. And what I held on to besides that 1% chance was I had a lot of faith. Um, I have a higher power. I couldn't do it on my own. And I had a really not just amazing doctors and nurses, but I really learned the importance of, of just having a good community is. Um, so I had, you know, my family, friends, my clients. I now needed my clients more than they needed me because I needed something to get me through. I needed a purpose. Yeah. And so even though I was stuck in this hospital bed, I could still make a phone call and talk to them and give them an exercise plan and give myself something to push, you know, forward. So I wanted to be able to get back to work. So every day I focused on what I could do just in that day for that day, even though it may have been a baby step, like, you know, I think a lot of us may feel stuck right now, like we're trapped at home or we can't go to work or work the way that we used to um, out here in California. Even the hiking trails are closed. Parks are closed. And so a lot of people feel stuck. But for me, I focused on what I could do in that day, in that moment. And some people say, well, you were stuck in a hospital bed. What could you do? There was so much I could do. I could focus primarily on my mindset because it all starts with your mindset. And if, believe me, I know I was there for a while. I was spiraling down just into a state of depression because all I was focusing on was look at my leg. Today may be the day that they amputate it. I am stuck in this bed. I can't walk. I'm in pain. And then when I shifted my focus onto I'm alive. I can breathe. I have a family who loves me. I may not be able to go outside, but I have a beautiful view from the hospital of this. I have a window in my hospital room. I can see outside. So I think it's really on putting our focusing on gratitude for what we do have. And that turns what we can't do into what we can do. And it turns what we don't have into what we do have. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, a lot of a lot of points uh, that you mentioned. First of all, you said so. You are a fitness coach, right? So you, mm-hmm. you help uh, people with fitness. So, did I hear you say you were actually working through this as as you were lying in the, in your hospital bed? You were actually serving your clients. Yes, actually, <laughs> when I first got out of a coma. This was like 10 years ago when we still had BlackBerry phones. Um, I don't know if anybody still has a BlackBerry phone, but I had a BlackBerry. And I one of the first things I was like, I need my BlackBerry. And I grabbed my phone and I was texting clients. I had no idea how long I had been in a coma. 
I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I was on my phone texting clients to let them know that I was going to have to take a little bit of time off of work. And, and um, then I was trying to call other trainers to get them set up with another trainer that could fill in for me while I was out. And my husband was like, give me the phone. (laughs) what, What helped me get through was to be of service to others. You know, I had somebody say, well, you know, you're really lucky that you had a community. And I'm like, no, hard work puts you where your blessings can find you. And to have a great community is not just about reaching out and asking for help all the time. It's about even though I might not be in the best place to offer the best of what I can usually offer, how can I still be of service? So yeah, I was still on the phone talking to clients. I was even helping nurses by offering them exercise tips in between surgeries. Like they found out that I was a fitness coach and they're like, girl, I need to work on my booty. What can I do? And I was giving them exercise tips And that was taking my mind off of my pain. Mm -hmm. And in turn, it was also filling my heart with joy to know that even though I was in a pretty bad place, I was fighting for my life and to save my leg, that I could still be of contribution. I could still have a purpose and be of service. And see, see, that's the the biggest thing. I think um, that's the biggest takeaway from this conversation that uh, we all focus on things which we don't have. We all focus on the worst case scenario. Uh, we all focus on, uh, you know, building these stories. Uh, uh, I will, you know, I won't get a job. I, I will run out of food. I will, you know, go insane in here, whatever. But as you said, uh, we take, we sometimes get so comfortable in our lives that we ignore some of the things that, that really are privileges, you know, like clean air, uh, you know, a lot of people in the world don't have that water, uh, people don't have that. So just having this shelter and, and your family around you and, uh, and uh, just noticing the things that are going right, at least right now, uh, creates a huge shift. And that, that um, sentiment of gratitude is, is, is amazing. Um, so, but still, with all these things in place, you know, gratitude and, and keeping yourself busy, uh what about resilience like how do you how do you tell yourself you know day after day after day when you don't when you don't see any progress when you when you see you know i was hoping today will be the day when i get the good news today will be the day. like how how do you tell yourself you know what tomorrow is going to be better so let's we got through this let's just focus on tomorrow uh what 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 happens in your mind when you when you have to you know, make those micro decisions on a daily basis? Well, I think if we can start to um, get used to delayed gratification, you know, like everybody wants some instant fix. They want instant to be fit, to be healthy, instant. You know, it's easy to look at people, especially nowadays online and think that success is just like overnight and they don't see how much work goes into to having a best selling book or creating a platform or even a podcast or, you know, it's a lot of work. And so I really think that that starts with your habits um, and waking up every day and doing the things that aren't easy. Like it's not easy to 
think of things that you're grateful for sometimes when you're looking around going, life sucks, man, this sucks. But um, one of the things that really you can always find something to be grateful for. And like you just said, maybe it's the clean air. Maybe it's running water. I mean, I just had a conversation with my daughter last night. It was just her birthday and we celebrated Easter yesterday. And she's like, you know, mom, I really wanted that one collectible briar horse. And I said, do you know how lucky you are that you got some of the gifts that you received? I said, people can't leave their houses right now. I was like, people don't have jobs right now. I was like, you have a bed, you have a roof over your head, you have food, you have, and I started going down the list. Yeah. <laughs> okay, mom. Okay. I'm grateful. But you know, <clears throat> I also had to figure out something to really shift my perspective because it is easy to go down that, that, that little spiral of despair where you can all of a sudden your self-limiting beliefs pop up or your inner critic or, or just the, that, those, that sadness, you know, I had a moment of that the other day where I was working out in the garage and I could see the sun was setting and I thought, how much longer is this going to last? Am I going to be in this tiny garage to work out for how much longer, you know? And I had to really nip that in the bud. And so there's something that I came up with a long time ago. And this is when I was living, because I have a com I have a disease that I was diagnosed with. It's called complex regional pain syndrome, and it leaves me in constant chronic pain. And 34 surgeries, yes, that was a lot to overcome. Mm -hmm. But living with constant chronic pain really drove me to suicidal thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, I did not want to live anymore, but I was just too afraid to die. And I had to make the decision, okay, either I continue down this road or I do whatever I can to fight for the life that I deserve and that I've always imagined even though my circumstances have narrowed my possibilities. And I thought, what is it that I can do to strengthen my resilience? Because we all have resilience. We all have resilience within us. It is the human spirit to be resilient. And so there were things that I was doing every day, and I still do every day. And it's something that is a quick like, okay, how can I shift things? What I'm not feeling my best today. What am I leaving out of this formula? Mm. And in the resilience, what I do, it's called PACER and it stands for perspective, acceptance, community, endurance, and rest. And as long as I'm doing those things, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to get through my anxiety I'm going to get over, I'm going to get through my addiction. I'm going to get this. These are all things that it's helped me with my sadness. It's going to help me still find joy, even though I may live with pain or I may be feeling like, you know, oh, I, this is hopeless. It gives me hope. And so we all have the ability to tap into our own superpower of resilience and thrive as long as we're doing those Five things. And that's what I talk a lot about in my coaching. I did a TED talk on it, which was one of the scariest things I've ever done is doing a TED talk. But um, that's what helps me. And it really is my hope that it will help others get through any, you know, hard times that they're going through right now. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I was gonna go into the pace of method. So now that you have brought it up, um, maybe it will. It, it's the right time to dive in and sort of unpack each step. What that is, if you can. Yeah. Well, with perspective, we have the ability to shift our perspective, and it's not only, you know, free. It's easy for us to do. I mean, I spent, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and tried every kind of treatment to feel better. And what I noticed was once I could shift the way I viewed things and change the way I saw things, um, that is what made me feel better. That's what worked. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think the easiest way to shift our perspective is you know, some guys call it tough guys, call it hunt for the good. We might want to call it getting grateful, counting our blessings, looking for the silver lining. And sometimes to shift your perspective, I don't like to be negative, but you can often think about how worse it could be. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shifts things into perspective. For me, this time where a lot of people are like, oh, I'm stuck at home. I can't do anything. I'm like, well, I'm at home. I'm safe at home. I'm not stuck at home. I'm safe at home. And for me, this time around reminds me a lot of the time when I was isolated after my surgeries. The only difference is, you know, back then I was shackled to a hospital bed. Basically I couldn't walk. So now I might be, you know, we might be self-distancing and a lot of people are, we're shelter in place here, but there's so much I can do. I can spend quality time with my family. I have the ability to get out of bed. I can exercise from home, even if I don't have exercise equipment or weights or, you know, any kind of gym equipment, I can start to be the healthiest version of myself now by focusing on all the things that I can do. Things that we didn't have time to do before, like I didn't have time to cook anymore now because I was traveling all the time. Now I can focus on exactly what I'm eating. Um, And it takes endurance, you know, and it takes and I'll go through every phase, but I'm sorry, I get so excited about this. So uh, the next part of, of Pacer is acceptance. And for me, I was in denial um, after my accident. I did not want to accept the way I looked. I did not want to accept that I was going to be living with a disease for the rest of my life, but it wasn't until I accepted my new normal, which I think that a lot of people right now, if we can just be an acceptance for, you know, things will, you know, if you look up resilience in the dictionary, it says to bounce back. And to me, that's not what resilience is. Resilience is to move forward and find the courage to live a life of joy and laugh and and have fun, even though things may not be the way we want them to be. And so acceptance is really accepting your new normal, accepting what is going on right now. So you can take one action step or two or three every day to make your situation better. For me, acceptance was really, truly the beginning of my healing journey. Um, And it led me to a community of people who were going through similar experiences and we could come together. And that might be the most important part of PACER because mm-hmm. community is powerful. And I think at a time like now, you are going to find out who true leaders are. You're going to find out who your true friends are. You are going to find out who people are just out for themselves. 
or they are showing up like you. You've continued to show up and be of service and be there for your team. And so um, for me, community is when we can come together because I tried doing it by myself. You know, I was, I was uh, an athlete and a dancer my whole life. And I thought, and I worked, you know, moved out from Texas, from California and worked for jobs to save up the money to come out here. And I did everything on my own and I thought I got to do everything on my own, but really when we come together as a community, we're unstoppable. Uh When we have that support, when we can all share, you know, what helps us get through hard times, that's when we become unstoppable. And the next part of PACER is endurance because it does take a lot of endurance to get through hard times. And it's really where passion and perseverance come into play. It is about getting gritty. It's about, you know, especially being an entrepreneur because we wear several hats. And when something in our business isn't working, it, we have to, we are called to be innovative and figure out, well, what can we do next? Um, for me, I was in the middle of launching my huge um, course that I'd worked a year on this course. And I'm like, okay, maybe now is not the time that people are going to buy a big course, even though it's all about resilience and transformation. What can I do? Because people, some people don't have jobs. Some people yeah. don't know if they're going to have a job tomorrow. So what can I do to still be of service? So I was like, okay, I've got copies of my book. I can give my book away. I've got a challenge. I can do a challenge. And I was online doing a challenge every day. Like, let's do this together. Let's, let's figure out a way we can be more resilient. And then also right now, the biggest thing that is... I think it's the hardest lesson for me to learn. And I'm still not, Mm -hmm. I'm still learning it. I'm still not great at it. Mm -hmm. Is the last part of PACER is rest. And in order to be resilient, we have to recharge. And I think right now, this is like earth has had a huge reboot, reset, pause button pushed on it. Mm -hmm. And now is our opportunity to rest when we normally wouldn't get this rest. I mean, every morning I wake up and I I have a gratitude practice. And so every morning um, I wake up and I write down what I'm grateful for in my journal. And I'm also really big on accountability. So I also have my clients reach out to me and say, just list three things that they're grateful for. And this morning, the thing that I was grateful for, one of the many things I was grateful for was I actually got eight hours of sleep. Like that never happens. I'm usually traveling and training clients all day and doing seminars and all this stuff. And I have a, I got like seven hours of sleep and I got eight hours of sleep. And I'm like, wow, I feel like a new person. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for us to rest and recharge, maybe catch up from our busy lives. Um, think of ways to rest when we have that never ending to do list. Cause some people, even though we're in this pandemic, we still have long to do lists. So yeah. it's being creative in the way that we rest. And it's really, even being as bold to take a nap when now everybody's like hustle, hustle, hustle. It's like, no, let's take care of ourselves. Let's recharge ourselves so we can continue to be of service to others. Let's take a quick break for an important message from the bootstrapping your dreams community. 
get the support and insights you need for your business and life. Join our community, which is fueled by the same people who advise the world's top leaders and champions. Stay ahead of the curve. Join us now by navigating to bootstrapping.group. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, research on sleep and turns out that um, actually the the growth uh, in our intellect and uh, our thinking ability, it is directly linked to sleep. So if we don't sleep well, you know, we think that we are, you know, making more progress by hustling, but in fact, we are paying the price by, you know, not nourishing our brain. Uh, yeah. So that's a very good point. Now, uh, it brings up another interesting point in this in this environment, um, because when we suggest, okay, we should rest, people may actually swing the other way, uh, where, you know, we become couch potatoes and because, uh, you know, there's no schedule forcing us to get up. Like, for example, today, I had a meeting at 8 a.m. and I overslept and I had to apologize. You know, I couldn't make that meeting. And I was like, man, I, I, I am falling into that trap now uh, of, uh, you know, in the vacation mode almost, right? So um, do you experience something like that? And how do you, in this environment where, where there are no structures, you are, you are on your own, like how do you discipline yourself to, you know, uh, to be in a routine, to be in a, on a schedule? Well, yeah, in fact, yesterday, um, I actually told my husband, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I turned on this TV show on MTV called Ridiculousness. I don't know if you've ever seen that, no, but it's like a train wreck and you can't stop watching because it is one crazy stunt or act or major fail after another. And some of them are really funny and some of them are like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. And yes, I did wake up, I, you know, had an Easter egg hunt with my daughter, made breakfast. We played around a little bit. We exercised a little bit. And then I fell into that trap of couch potato mode. And I literally did hardly anything all day. And that's okay. Some days we have days like that. But I talked about habits earlier. And I always think you have to have smart feet. So even when, you know, you may not feel like it or it, it just becomes so much of a habit that you don't even think about it. You wake up and you're you're already getting your shoes on to go work out, whether that's, you know, right now at, in my garage instead of the gym. But every day, you know, I think it, it takes. For me, I think it takes a good month to create a habit. Mm-hmm. And you might be kicking and screaming the whole way trying to create that habit. I think it takes about three months to really see some transformation. For me, it is waking up and putting it in my book. Like I'm old school and I still actually it's right here. I still have my big organizer calendar here and I organize my day. So if it's not my book to work out, then I'll probably skip a workout. So I write it down in my book. This is my time to work out. This is my time that I'm going to catch up on emails. This is my time I have a lunch meeting. So it's so important to, yeah, maybe your work schedule is different. Maybe your whole schedule is different because you're not out socializing with people or you don't have as many meetings, but still put in your schedule a time for you to work out. 
a time for you to, if you can get out for a walk in the neighborhood, go walk the dog. You know, we, we have masks. And so we've been wearing our mask to go outside, but fortunately we also have a horse at a barn. So we've been at the barn and being able to get some fresh air and do that. And, you know, I think sometimes you cannot feel like it and you can get that mode of being a couch potato and it gives you energy to actually move your body and work out. So it's going to be real hard to start. But even after the first two, five minutes, maybe you're going to go, oh, yeah, I'm starting to feel energized. Put on some good music. Put on some music while you work. Change your atmosphere. Turn the TV off. Turn the news off. Like limit your time to news. And then also surround yourself with people who are inspired. Like I noticed yesterday, I was in the middle of my workout and my daughter comes out and a lot of times she'll come out and work with me. But yesterday she came out in her sweats and she laid down and started watching her phone while I was working out. And I noticed my energy just kind of dropped like, oh, laying down sure does sound good right now. And I was like, uh-uh, you got to get up and move because I got to stay motivated. <laughs> like you got, I got to, I got to have some music on. I got to just do something. So for me, even if I put it down in my book to do something as simple as 50 squats, 50 push-ups, you know, 50, you know, curls, I only have light what 50 I do, it's called the uh, filthy 50 workout. So I do 50 of everything. And I'm like, okay, I didn't have to think about that. I just did 50 of everything. I'm done for the day. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to surround yourself by people who are inspired and they might be showing their workouts or that they're still working or they're still on a schedule or they're still showing up even on social media. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great advice. So, what it boils down to is uh, personal responsibility. So, you know, even though we have no restrictions from the outside world, nobody's nobody's uh, b- making our schedule, we are locked down. It is our own responsibility to build a schedule and follow it. And uh, to your point, let's try to consume positive material because everywhere on the news, on, on, uh, on social media, everybody's talking about one topic uh, and nobody seems to know what the heck is going on uh-huh. And everybody's speculating and everybody's sort of pointing fingers at each other and whatnot. Uh, it doesn't really serve any purpose, in my opinion, to just get a whole bunch of opinions and, and create more opinions out of that. Uh, if you really want some information, I think it's best to just uh, select a few uh, reliable uh, sources of information and get your daily updates, you know, five, 10 minutes every day. Uh, but the rest of the day, as you said, like, Consuming positive material will be really good in this time because, you know, you can use that information to upskill yourself, to learn new things. Uh, you know, when this thing is over, uh, you may need new skills uh, at that point to, to you know, um, to make a difference in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we, we, this, is, this is awesome stuff. Like you, you have shared some really practical tips. Um, we started going when you were describing pacer method you started going down some of the more uh, your daily habits you know you mentioned journaling you mentioned uh, gratitude um, I really want to come back to that and see uh, if you can share you know some of these routines that people can incorporate into their lives right away uh, because a lot of people skip over these minor details 
and they keep going around in circles saying, I'm not getting the results, I'm not getting the results. And then we ask them, did you do the journaling? Did you do the gratitude? Ah, you know what? I mean, like I do that in my head, you know. It's, so I, I want to re-emphasize how important these things are. Uh, so, and if you can just speak to that, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it. it's like I had um, somebody that just reached out to me the other day. She goes, I just got your newsletter and it, it really depressed me. And I was like, oh, no, it's not meant to depress you. It's meant to inspire you. Mm -hmm. She said, well, I saw the picture of you jumping up in the air. And she goes, I can't do that. So it made me depressed. Now, she had tried to commit suicide. She survived it. Mm -hmm. But she had brain damage. And she had to learn to walk again and do all these things. It was only like a year after her accident. And I said, it took me years to be able to walk again and jump again. And I don't go around jumping all the time. I start, you know, I always say, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. My default has always been to look at what I can do about a situation. And my situation, you know, went from, I was being, I was sponsored by Nike. I had a successful training business. I had three trainers that worked for me. Although it was a small business, it was a very successful business. I was doing fitness videos and I had to completely reinvent myself. And so sometimes we have to be innovative. And a lot of times these hard times we're going through, look, there's no way around it. This is going to change us. We are not going to come out the same, but it's up to us if we are going to come out better or worse. Mm -hmm. And so right now, this is the perfect opportunity for you to work on being better every day. And that starts with a commitment to yourself. In order to be resilient, all you really need is to be willing, willing to have an open mind, willing to have an open heart and willing to do the work. You got to get gritty and it's not going to come easy. And it is every day I wake up, even on a day where if I'm, you know, traveling, if I'm on vacation, that doesn't mean that my morning routine goes out the window. I wake up. It doesn't matter if I have overslept or whatever, even on a day where I have an extra early morning where I am on screen at 5 a.m. doing a, a virtual summit or something. I wake up and I have my morning routine where I have quiet time. I don't grab my phone, even though I may want to look at Instagram. I do not grab my phone. Instead, I have quiet time in the morning to focus on my intention. Right down in my journal, I read out of like three different spiritual books. I switch it up and I'll read out of different books every day. And that really sets your tone for the day. So more than even just focusing on what you're grateful for, what are your intentions for that day? What is your purpose? And I think more than ever, these hard times allow us to find our true calling. What would you do today if you never earned a penny the rest of your life for doing it? That's for me. I find my motivation by focusing on my why. And I love connecting with people. I love people. My favorite part of the whole book journey was being able to travel to conferences and meet people in person. 
And I've met people from all over the world by, by being able to do this. But we are so fortunate because we can connect with people online, yeah. you know, through, through Zoom or social media or, you know, now people are doing their, their conferences that they used to travel and do, they're doing it virtually. So there's so much we can still do, but it really is a morning routine. It's setting up yourself. It's setting yourself up for success by writing out your schedule, making a list and checking it off. I still, I've got my list every day. I write my list out. Um, and I have a nightly routine as well. So we talked about getting good sleep. My night routine is I have tea every night. You know, I used to do some really bad habits. I used to drink too much and I was drinking every night to cope with my anxiety uh-huh. and to cover up my pain and to numb out my feelings, but that numbs out everything. And so I've completely changed my food, my, you know, my eating habits, my exercise, my nightly routine is I have my tea When I get into bed, I tuck in my daughter and we have cuddle time with our little three pound dog. And I know this sounds silly, but it gets us in a routine. And then we talk about what we're grateful for. And I even have a gratitude jar and my daughter and I will write down on a little card what we're grateful for. and We'll stick it in the jar. And so there may be a day we're having a hard time. We go through that jar and read what our blessings are. We get out those cards and sometimes they're silly. Sometimes it's just one little thing that, you know, my daughter will say she's grateful for doing some silly dance that I don't even want to say here. (laughs) But at least she's getting in the routine too of that practicing gratitude and that setting her up to have a mindset of success. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's uh it's it's interesting you know uh how uh i used to read all these things uh when you used you know when you when i was just starting off in the personal development and sort of you know taking responsibility for my life and, and uh, i kicked myself because i you know i just mentioned i used to think i do that in my head so i'm okay i don't write it down uh because doing it in my head is more efficient but uh so thanks a lot for sort of laying it out uh, in the way that you did. Uh, and writing I think it's powerful. Yeah. Healing. It's very healing. It's transformative. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I hope people actually listen to it. And, uh, you know, obviously, um, lack of time is the first excuse that people give for not doing this. But now, hopefully, that doesn't work anymore. Uh, and you have lots of time to incorporate this into your daily routine. So I hope uh, you, 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 um, you actually implement, I mean, you know, coming onto Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, dropping some comments, uh, interacting with the accomplished people like Amberly. This is all great, but nothing is going to change in your life if you don't take the first step and actually implement these things in your life, right? So so please do that. And obviously, if you, if you experience any transformation, any positive change, uh, come back, share with others so that others can enjoy the same thing. And... Uh, and ask for more, you know, whatever um, problems you're facing in your life, um, whatever anxieties you're going through, ask for those specific things so we can bring more solutions to you. Um, these are tough times, as Emily said, so we are trying to provide as much support and uh, and uh, community guidance as, as we can 
so that we can get through this period um, uh, you know to the best of our ability thank you so much amberly now some people are asking how how can uh, they get in touch with you so can you tell us how what is the best way we can reach out to you yeah reach out to me at amberlylago.com or you can i'm on instagram at amberlylago motivation um and that's where you can you know you can find all my links to my ted talk my mastermind group uh plus i also have a free downloadable gratitude journal you can get that at amberlylago.com or you can also text the word pacer p-a-c-e-r to 66866 and it'll give you a free downloadable gratitude journal but i think it's easiest just to go to the website shoot me an email i answer all my emails and i'd be happy to um i'd be happy if people if you reached out to me awesome yeah so we have a lot of people uh, um uh, international audience so i don't know whether the sms will work but yeah just go to the website i think uh, you'll find a lot of other information there as well so i'll put put those uh put those links in the show notes so that people can reach out easily thank you thank you so much for having me on it's been such a joy getting to talk to you and um because i just got to talk to you last week too and i love okay. hanging out with you so we're gonna have to make this a habit of seeing each other more great thanks a lot and have a great day ahead you too thanks that's all for now until next time if you want to realize your full potential i invite you to join our community we support and help each other out because no one has to do it alone Join us today by navigating to bootstrapping.group. The community is free to join, no strings attached except for one. You have to take action. So if you are an action taker, we want to talk to you. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. If you want more insightful interviews with industry leaders, then check out these other videos we have picked for you right here and subscribe now to get our new content.